Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Warren Ziders over Zoom video. Warren was born and raised in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Talks about how he got into music. Actually, we talk a lot about Hershey, Pennsylvania. I didn't know that uh, the guy that started Reese's, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups was also from Hershey. So there's a lot of candy being made there. And I guess right outside in Lancaster, there's a uh, caramel of some sort candy that was made. I don't know. We learned a lot about candy and uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania and the cool uh, amusement park they have there. Uh, but anyway, we also learn all about Warren and his journey in music. He has an interesting one where he picked up a guitar around sixth grade, picked some lessons up as well, but only did it kind of as a hobby. He would play every once in a while, learn some cover songs on YouTube or whatever. But he was way into lacrosse, played lacrosse through high school, into college, was playing lacrosse in college when he had his second concussion, which ended up taking him out of lacrosse altogether unfortunately. So he talks about overcoming that and how he turned to guitar and songwriting. He tells us about a couple of little validating moments that happened to him even prior to the concussions and stopping lacrosse with his music career, just jumping on certain stages and people being like, man, you should really pursue this. He ends up obviously doing that years later, but it all started with him posting covers on TikTok and Instagram, really building a fan base there then having the courage to put out one of his own songs that he had written. And that also did very well. He talks about the recording process of his song On The Run, which blew up for him on, on social media. He recorded it with like two mics he bought at Guitar Center and I think a cheap interface. That's still the recording that's up on Spotify that has what, like 12 million plays now. <laughs> we learned about that. We learned about the success of Ride the Lightning. And all about his brand new EP, 717 Tapes. You can watch our interview with Warren on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music or Google Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Warren Ziders. Again, thanks for doing this. Um, I did read you're from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Is that where you're born and raised? Uh, so yeah, born in Hershey, Pennsylvania, uh, originally from a place uh, called Duncan in Pennsylvania, which is about an hour north of there. Okay. And then spent my early childhood there, but primarily Hershey, Pennsylvania, yes. So born in Hershey and then you moved an hour north and then ended up moving back down? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. How long were you an hour north of there? Not very long? Um, I would say since I was two years old mm -hmm. up until uh, fourth grade. I was raised by my grandparents, so it was a good, uh, good way to grow up. That's amazing. That's really cool. I've, yeah. A few... You know, okay, so obviously Hershey, Pennsylvania, you have the the candy bar and uh, Hershey Park. My wife is like obsessed. She really wants to go to Hershey Park, like with the roller. I, I'm like, why do you want to go see where like Hershey candy bars are? And she's showing me there's roller coasters, all this stuff going on there. Like is growing up there, that must just be like the main, like the pinnacle of the town, right? Is It's just like 
I can't. The guy that founded it, right, is Milton Hershey. And yeah, Milton yeah. Hershey. Uh, he had originated in uh, Lancaster, which is okay. 45 minutes away from me, where I got a best friend. And oh, yeah. um, so he started out with Lancaster Caramels, and then came into Hershey and built the town of Hershey. That's crazy. Yep. So did you ever, were you like, did you grow up like around the park there? Like, did you have friends that worked there? Was that like a, a big thing? It, it was a thing. So I grew up going to uh, the Hershey school district. So, you know, uh, being in that area, you know, the, the thing was um, with, with the laws and whatnot, you could work at Hershey park at a younger age um, with a particular type of jobs, whether it was like, you know, cleaning rides or wiping down rides or you uh-huh. know, sweeping up the park and stuff. But you know, I can throw a rock, uh, in my backyard pretty much. So, you know, it was, it was the thing to do when you were younger and, you know, you would get your Hershey park pass, which you could go whenever you wanted, mm-hmm. but when it's in your back, when it's in your backyard, you know, it's, <laughs> you get it a lot and you're like, okay, I got it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just got over it or, or what? You're like, okay. It, it's, you know, it, you know, the, the more I grew up, I realized, I mean, it, over the summers, it's like, it's like down in Nashville, you know, summer hits and it, the streets are wild and packed with people. So around the wow. summer, you know, you're the, you're the, you're the local dealing with tourists and stuff. So Got a bunch it. of people come into town from New York to New Jersey and stuff, but it's an awesome place. And it was a really cool place to, you know, grow up. That's amazing. And I did also, just, I was just like so fascinated by this. And I started reading into this, this town you grew up in. I didn't realize the, the guy that created the Reese's peanut butter cup is from there too. Yep. Yep. I blew my mind. I'm like, so much candy is coming out of this one town. Yep. Not far. Like I said, not far from there, Lancaster Caramels to then Hershey Chocolate Bar. And then my mother actually worked for um, uh, Hershey Entertainment for a little bit. And she dealt with, um, you know, Hershey Entertainment oversaw uh, the park and resorts and stuff. And the Hershey Hotel, which is a big attraction too. It's a really Mm -hmm. nice hotel on top of the hill there in town. So it's a, it's a neat little town. It's a cool place to come to. That's amazing. I know we're going to take a trip there soon enough. I mean, my, my wife's like all about it. We just moved, speaking of Nashville, we just moved here. We're in Nashville. I don't know if that's where you're at awesome. now. Um, but yeah, we moved here about a year ago and like, that's her thing. She's like, okay, we did the Dollywood thing. We got to go to Hershey. <laughs> <laughs> we're close enough. Um, but yeah, well, enough about that. I'm curious, aside from being that close to the Hershey park, uh, how did yeah. you get into music? Uh, getting into music, um, you know, it started from an early age and I don't know if I've really kind of like led on to this, uh, this musical background, um, in any other interviews I've had or anything like that, but it just kind of came to my mind, you know, growing up, uh, you know, you've seen the movies and, um, I loved playing guitar hero growing up. So, you know, I, I fell in love with, you know, the guitar and, you know, I was interested in the drums and whatnot, but it wasn't too, wasn't until really. Uh, sixth grade where I picked up a guitar and started taking some lessons and you know I'm a young boy and you know I'm interested in some women so the the uh, the narrative is a guy who can sing and play guitar you know like it's the ladies so um picked up a guitar in sixth grade and uh you know see just see if I enjoyed and stuff and uh I didn't really do a whole bunch of lessons it was more or less my life was more centered on sports growing up which mm-hmm. I played lacrosse for 12 years. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. Long time, long time, all year round, long commitment. So I'm used to uh, really committing myself to something. Um, and, uh, you know, musical background, there, there really was none. There really okay. was none. I, I have no one really musically in my family. 
no one ever in the music industry, no one ever really thinking to pursue such a thing. Um, but I always had a, I always had a love for, for singing. I always had a love for it. Grew up in church. Um, so I was raised on singing hymns and stuff in the church pews. And uh, whether I was, you know, hanging around friends or listening to the radio or um, on the lacrosse field, I'd be humming a tune or singing something and uh, just never really dawned on me to ever really do something with it. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of like the, the background. And then it wasn't until um, I know I'm talking a lot. I'm rambling. No, no, no. This is awesome. I, I just want to touch on some of what you just said, if that's cool. Yeah. Um, curious. You you said you took guitar in sixth grade, you picked it up and yep. it, it was, it, you picked it up because of a girl. Is that what you said? Or you just I you wouldn't thought say it was, it was cool. I, it was, yeah. it was the thing, you know, you see Got it movies, you hear about it. Yeah. Oh, the guy plays guitar and it was always, okay. it was attractive to me. It wasn't some specific girl that you're like, okay, I'm going to get the guitar <laughs> and she's going to dig this. <laughs> no, just no, in general, <laughs> in general, in general, good way to pick up ladies. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. And then did you, well, I mean, it sounds like you obviously did lacrosse for a long time. Was guitar something that you picked up and did a few lessons and then put it down because lacrosse kind of overtook your time? Yeah, it, it kind of was that lacrosse was a full time thing for me and I had such a love for it. Uh, I played all year round, so I was always, tra always traveling around mm -hmm. uh, everywhere. 24-7, um, eat, sleep lacrosse, I always used to say. Um, and I had a passion to go play in college, which I ended up uh, somewhat, somewhat doing, uh, I got to, uh, the collegiate level. And unfortunately my freshman year, I had two concussions, oh, um, man, which I've, I've been, uh, I've been blessed with seven of them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. At what point? Oh my, I guess a two in one year, they're kind of like, okay, you gotta call it, it a it day was, or it, it was, it was a mix of me kind of realizing and reflecting being like, I think it's time for me to hang it up after all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And a mix of the NCAA rules and their guidelines. Okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had that reflection period of, you know, you, you do something for so long and you identify with it. You know, like mm -hmm. that's your thing. That's who you are. Like I was a lacrosse player and that's all I really knew. Um, I spent all my time doing it, you know, trying to perfect my craft. And uh, after that happened and I hung it up, you know, it, there was a period of like, you know, kind of who am I? Like, what's mm -hmm. like, what, what now? Like, where do I go in life? And that's what kind of leads into this story with yeah, how, I'm, I mean, how I'm in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of, I mean, obviously your whole identity, like you just said, is kind of stripped from you. Everyone yeah. probably, know, oh, Warren's the, yeah, he plays lacrosse. He did the, like through high school and everything else. If you're traveling, yeah. I mean, that group of kids that you probably grew up with or were all the lacrosse kids on the team. And then you, yeah. you know, up, go to college that's what you're doing. And then you get the second concussion. Like, how do you even wrap your head around that? I mean, that must've just been like so devastating. It, it, it was, and you know, I, I try to be open with this in other interviews I've had and stuff too, but like, it's cause it's a serious thing, but you know, I fell into a little bit of a depression and you know, sure. you know it's a serious thing. And it definitely is a side effect of it too. I, you know, I was closed off from, you know, kind of the outside world. I wasn't taking exams. I wasn't going to classes cause it was such a, bad concussion um after all the ones that i had that i was confined to a dark room pretty much because lights bothered me and your no eyes yeah. yep so it was uh it was a weird time but it was it was a good time for me to really think about where my life's heading 
what do I want to do and kind of, you know, figure out those questions as a freshman in college and being like, okay, is this what I'm going to do for five years? Am I going to come back and get my MBA, do this and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it, it was a turning point, but, you know, I'm always up for a challenge and I'm, you know, the sayings are, you know, it's not, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It's matter if you're willing to get back up. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's incredible that you're able to have kind of that, that outlook, like, okay, what am I going to do now? Let me focus on what, what's next for me instead of just being like, so stuck in the fact that like, not only can I, am I confined to this room because my head is hurting so bad, but my whole, you know, again, my identity stripped from me. Now, what am I going to do now? Like, do I continue going to school? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it sounds like you were already like looking forward instead of looking back at, you know, what you had lost. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's, I think it was as part of, you know, my years of playing the sport and all the, the discipline and the characteristics that were instilled with me with being an athlete and a mm-hmm. person who's always go, 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 and always doing things and trying to set goals and accomplish things. And I think it has to do with the way I was raised to my family, you know, coming from a great set of parents. And like I said, I grew up behind my grandparents for a little bit. You know, I grew up with watching people who worked their tail off for everything that they had. So there was really no time for, you know, sitting there and uh, told this in the wrong way, but wallow in my own pity because mm-hmm, it was sure. more, it was more or less like, you know, this shit happens like ever, like things happen to people every day. It's all up to you as if, you know, you want to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I, I commend you. That's such a great outlook to have. Uh, and f- I mean, the, obviously the work ethic you have with, with lacrosse and, and pushing that hard. I mean, sports in general are hard, not the college level is just like another beast. I'm sure when it comes to that and it was a way training. Up, it was a way yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure you had to practice like almost all day. Right. I mean, even in high was, school, the two a days like and all that two stuff. practices film, you had strength and conditioning, wake ups in the morning for conditioning, lifting during the day, study hall. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a commitment to commitment. Was that, I mean, obviously I'm sure that work ethic t- pulled over into your music career and what you're doing now, as far as is your songwriting. And, and was that something that was your new, almost like obsession once you're able to, you know, get out of that haze and focus on guitar. It's like, okay, I'm just going to do this. Like, uh, you know, I, I went through, um, I, so yeah, to, to touch on that story, you know, after the whole lacrosse thing, um, when I got to school, you know, I brought my guitar with me and, okay. you know, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I was just like, you know, I'll be the dude who brings his guitar to school and maybe picks it up from time to time and just plays it. Well, you um, hadn't really played it before after the sixth grade thing. You just kind of kept it around or sorry. No, 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 I did. It was an occasional thing when okay. you know, friends and family were over and, you know, Oh, Warren plays guitar and Hey, bring it out to the bonfire. And okay. if there was any songs that I was listening to and I was like, Oh, cool. I'll just go online real quick, go on YouTube and I'll, I'll learn how to play it. And okay. It so you were things. actively playing a little bit, but just not like yeah. serious yeah. enough, just kind of like a hobby. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It, it was, it was always there. It was always talking to me that I was supposed to do something like this. <laughs> okay. Just, just never, just never listened to the signs. And, gotcha. Um, okay. You know, I, I, you know, I, it's funny as we're talking, I look back and I reflect of all those, you know, I have my faith and stuff and all those signs mm-hmm. that, you know, I believe in that God, you know, along the way kind of, you know, put there and hinting at, you know, maybe to lead to this one day, be in this position. Um, 
but yeah, always there. And, you know, I, you know, if I had a free chance and I, I was like, oh, that's a cool song. I want to learn how to play this. I'm going to go ahead and learn it. Um, and when I went to college, you know, I picked up a guitar, uh, just was playing some covers and stuff. And if my friends in the live with lacrosse players, um, for two years, and if they were like, Hey man, like, you want to like, do you know this song? I'd look it up and I'd play it. And I remember what they said to me. They're like, well, you don't suck. And I was like, okay, <laughs> if, I, if I have, if I have seven lacrosse players telling me I don't suck, I think that's their way of telling me it's a compliment. Right. Um, <laughs> they don't want to tell you how great you are. Yeah. But as long as you don't suck. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, yeah. And there's, uh, if you want to hear another story, it goes hand in hand with that whole thing. No, I'd uh, love to hear it. I was, uh, I, was at a, I was at a party over Christmas, my freshman year, um, uh, at, at, the, at school where I went. <laughs> and um, the one dude on the team also sang and played guitar and he had a whole stage set up and stuff. And, you know, a bunch of ladies are there and I'm just chilling and have myself a drink. I'm relaxing, you know, not thinking anything of it. Little did I know that the guys I'm living with were going to shove me up onto the stage. And I'm like, I don't, I don't do this. I don't, it's not me. I like, I just sing and play for fun for you guys and whoever I'm comfortable around. Right. Mm -hmm. They shove me up and I, and I play and, um, and everyone kind of, oh, oh. did I miss Matt. you there? Yeah, just, it's cool. Yeah, Sorry. no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> um, the joys of Zoom. Yes. And um, so I get up and play and whatnot, and I get off stage, and everyone's response was, why are you, why are you here playing lacrosse? Why, have you ever thought about pursuing music? And I just wow. kind of shrugged it off, and I was just kind of like, I mean, I just play for fun, y'all. I just played you guys one song, and that was that. You guys told me to go up there and play, so... Did you do a cover song or was it a, a, yeah, actually a I'm song trying remember, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember what song it was, but it was a okay. cover song. Um, had a couple of drinks that night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a, a stepping stone in that direction. And, you know, back onto the whole um, athletics thing. After I had to give up lacrosse, I fell into this mindset of, uh, you know, building up a calloused mind and almost building up my body and stuff. And I took a really big uh, love for just my wellness after those concussions and the strength and conditioning and just really taking care of my fitness life, which led me into having to focus on that as well as my schooling. And, um, and then having more time for, you know, singing, playing guitar and learning covers and stuff. Um, but if you have any other questions, I can get to the point where how, here, how we got here to present day. No, no, yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. So you obviously, you know, you, you jump up on stage, you play, but you're still in the in the lacrosse world at this time, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then this happens to you. And how do you, you know, how do you end up going back to the guitar? And how does this whole, you know, career begin for you? So it, um, you know, I transferred schools then. I then went to Penn State. I transferred back home back to Pennsylvania. Okay. I was going to school in uh, Maryland uh, to play lacrosse, transferred back home. Was that uh, hard? Sorry. Was that, is that hard to jump out of that school and that group of friends and those people you knew to go to Penn state? It was a little bit to a certain degree, but it was also something that I knew I had to do. I was like, this is just kind of like, this is who I was. This is what I did. I'm going to disconnect and I'm going to reevaluate and, you know, things come and go, people come and go and stuff. And that's a way of life. And that's kind of the way I think too. And 
it was the best decision for me to, you know, clearly everything happens mm-hmm. for a reason, <laughs> move back, move back home. And, you know, it was tough because I moved back home, lived under my parents' roof and stuff. And I'm like, man, I, I had freedoms and not that my parents are the worst, but you know, it, it's different as, right? as a young adult. It is different, but at this point I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I moved back home and it wasn't till really, my junior year, you know, I was singing and playing guitar, just messing around with some cover songs and stuff. And um, one night uh, I went out and my parents had invited me out to go out to dinner and they said, hey, like, we'd love for you to come uh, out to the bar. And there was a, a woman playing and I had this out of body experience where she asked for a song request and I'd thrown one up there and she said, I don't know how to play that song. So I throw my hand up. And I say, well, I sing and play guitar. So she calls me up. I take the guitar and I sing. And she's already under, after I'm done playing, she's thinking, have you been down to Nashville? Do you have stuff out on streaming platforms? Are you on social media? And I'm like, nope. I just got back home, transferring schools. And um, here we are. Wow. Uh, So that was kind of another wake up call, another tap on the shoulder. Hey, there's been numerous people telling you that this is something that you might want to um, maybe go down that road. Might want to go mm-hmm. try and see what's down there. So that happens. And then before you know it, we all know it. COVID comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I'm confined to the walls of my home. And what do I do? I have a friend who says, Hey, love to sing and play guitar you can't go out and play around the bars watch up on social media and you know start posting stuff so i did and i started posting covers and original music and stuff and really before we knew it i wasn't trying it i was merely in college still just having fun just posting Mm -hmm. videos when i could and there was no rhyme or reason to it i just was playing stuff that i was listening to and playing stuff that i was trying to write and people my fans who i call my family now just my fans is what got me here. Like mm-hmm. I mentally never could have dreamt this. They just were like, Hey man, I like the way your voice is. I like what you're writing. You should do this. You should be an artist. And I'm like, I'm just in college posting stuff for fun. <laughs> well, with so, that, I mean, was it to, to uh, you said, it sounds like you started with obviously covers, right? And then yeah. when do you decide to write your first song or like, well, how did that come about? So it had happened. Um, the summer going into my junior year, I started writing down, you know, a verse and a chorus and you now I, I put it down mm-hmm. and this, was, and this was kind of when I was still kind of just posting covers and stuff on TikTok and Instagram for fun. And, um, and obviously I still have fun doing it, but I just say it in that context that there was no mindset. Right. Pursuit. It was just, I'm doing this just for, you know, yeah. the heck of it or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Hobby. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, And I think that that's the cool part behind it is the innocence behind it is that when I say my fans did this, they literally did that and directed me into this and saying, we can tell you have a love for this. So we're going to give you an opportunity to actually do this without you even, even having the knowledge of knowing you're doing it. So, um, yeah, so I started writing a song the, that summer, uh, going to my junior year. Was it? Yeah, my junior year, and um, 
or was my senior year? Either one of those. And um, I think it was my senior year. I can't, I can't remember. I'm getting my dates mixed up, but, um, and put it down and didn't really think much of it. And then I had, again, my fans, they're like, Hey, we love your covers. Can you play us one of your original songs? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess I did. I did write, start writing an original song. Maybe I should finish that. So I did. And people just gravitated towards it and they were, they were loving it. And um, that's kind of when um, this thing kind of came over me when I realized I was doing things without even realizing it. It was just kind of an unconscious thing just from, Hey y'all, like I just, you know, I put something up on SoundCloud, I put something up on YouTube and I realized my fans were just going there because they wanted to hear what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even me like trying it. They were just like, Hey, great. Put something out. Let me go do this. And it was, it was an overwhelming experience to see the, the demand and just the uh, passion behind my fans of just wanting more stuff from me. So mm-hmm. was it hard to, I mean, obviously it's super vulnerable to show a song to somebody, especially the first one, one of the first ones you write. And then now you already have like a, an audience or a fan base on you from the covers. And it's like, okay, here's my original song. Was it hard to put that out thinking like, what if everyone's like, Oh, you know, go back to the cover. You, you never it, don't know how you're going to, they're going to perceive you, it. You don't. And that's, and that's a big thing that I've realized here too, is, you know, people have told me through this last year, you know, it's one thing to post covers. If it's a popular song, if it's working, cause then, you know, if, you know, you can make it your own, it's a recognizable thing. But mm-hmm. to come out with original music and new content and make it your own, it's it's a tricky situation. And you know, the fun story behind my first song I put out was on the run. And that song I recorded in my bedroom. I went to Guitar Center. I grabbed two mics and an interface, had no idea what I was doing, pressed <laughs> pressed record, and it was a one take all the way through. Really? That was it. Wow. That's the one that's you, the, still the one that you put out or did you went and re-recorded yeah. it? Nope, or no, no, no. The one, that's still, the one that's still out. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. So, uh, crazy to I reflect just, back and yeah. see what's done. Just well, that just that. goes to show anyone, you know, you can buy two mics and a interface. And if you have a good enough sign, it's going to get it over 11 million plays on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. What a different world we're in now. So you don't have to essentially you spend a hundred grand to record a record. Um, but I mean, that's great. So that's, did that take off? Like, was that one that so, kind of really started to catch fire or was it, I mean, obviously so, ride the lightning is huge. Yeah. So that's the funny thing. So it's a weird world, man. So on the run, was the first song I technically ever wrote. And I recorded it in my bedroom and sang it one take, uploaded it, and people were loving it on social media. Mm-hmm. The second song that I ever wrote and the first song that I ever wrote down in Nashville was Ride the Lightning. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. So it, it, it was... <laughs> It was a really uh, fueled rocket ship of everything just kind of like at one moment for what people were loving. And it, it's been a crazy journey in a year, man. Sure. Wow. Okay. So once uh, On The Run hits and it's doing well on, on TikTok or Instagram, wherever you put it, and 
you know, people are coming to you is how do you get down to Nashville at this point? Or I'm sure managers, people are like, Hey, like, what are you up to? Like you got yeah. this insane song, like what's going on. So, uh, the guy, my manager right now, uh, Charlie Salvatore, give him a little shout out. Uh, love, love the guy. Um, he found me pretty early on, but we never were really, um, so to speak official, if you want to say mm -hmm. that, but we had this gentleman's agreement kind of bond type of thing. And, you know, he kind of took me under his wing and I trusted him and took his lead. Um, and, uh, kind of like an uncle father figure, uh, whenever I would travel back and forth between Nashville and Pennsylvania to come down here. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he was just like, Hey, I know you're a college student and you're not trying to do this, but I love what you're doing. And I would just love to talk to your family and get to know them and kind of bring them into the loop of what the music industry is. Like, what do you see yourself moving down here one day? Do you just want to do the back and forth thing? Like, so all these other things, because the music industry was so foreign to us. We had no idea what it was. No one was ever in it in our family. So it takes me under his wing and, you know, we, he uses, um, you know, his connections. And, you know, I, I got to these, you know, cool places to meet some amazing people and, um, write with some incredible people and just, you know, do a little interfacing and, um, which was just somewhat surface level because it was super early on. And I was just like, Hey, like, I want to get to know you. And I just want to kind of learn this industry. Um, and, uh, so my first time I ever wrote was actually from my manager's guest bedroom on a zoom call and, wow. uh, was with Eric Pasley and, uh, Rob Crosby. So, <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy uh, over Zoom. So this must have been what 2020 or not. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think when we wrote it. It was might have been like three, four months after um, On the Run came out, something like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. That's so, awesome. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I mean, now you've got. A handful of songs. The most recent one, Burn It Down. Uh, I want to hear yep. about that song, and then I, I, we could talk about the EP if that's cool as well. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I didn't know if you knew about it, but yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm just, I knew about it, and, I, and again, if somebody needs, to, if PR needs to come in and tell me to shut up and cut it out, then we'll cut it out, but um, it's on your Spotify that it's called 717 Tapes. It's in yeah. brackets. I don't know if maybe people will put that together. <laughs> but yeah, I got you. Not, um, Anyway, let's hear about Burn It Down. So, um, Burn It Down, I wrote that, um, you know, I wrote that in the, the, the great thing about music is, is um, it can be interpreted in many different ways. And that song, you know, with its alongside outlaw country rock vibes, and, you know, I kind of have a background in that world where I was raised up by my father, listening to Motley Crue, ACDC, Quiet Riot, Skid Row. Like those were things that I was, and then my mom loved country music. So there's definitely that in Christian music involved and the lyrics and what I say um, rings true to what I was raised on when it comes to my music. And Burn It Down was um, that song really that day when I came into that room and, you know, we were just kind of sitting around hanging out and, I got to meet some new writers and stuff. And I was with a guy who, uh, uh, Eric Dillon's on there and he's a super cool guy and he's worked with, uh, Riley green and stuff. So super genuine guy, but the, the context for that song, really the vein I wrote it in is like, 
I kind of, I kind of am an outsider. You know, what I'm doing is a little bit different in a, in a, in, in my own way than uh, what, and I think that's what makes it an artist unique, you know, a different, but yet having taste and flavors from inspiration that I have, obviously just making it my own. Um, so in the context of the song, I wrote it primarily like, Hey, I'm coming, whether you want me to or not love me or hate me, I'm going to do me and I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. And this is who I am. And I'm here to stir up the town a little bit. So love Nashville, not trying to burst anybody's bubbles, <laughs> but I, you know, it was, it was my way of saying, I'm here to make a statement and, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm confident in w- who I am and what I do. And I'm confident in my artistry and I'm confident in my fans who, who have my backs and are, you know, with me and we're in this together. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's what, what a, what a great message. Cause I think that, I mean, I definitely lack confidence. I think that's something that's really hard to attain and, you know, be able to push forward, especially in a town like Nashville and being new to this whole songwriting, yeah. you know, industry thing Now you're around all these people that are, everyone in this town's a songwriter involved in the industry at some point, you know, it's crazy to, and then to be here and then kind of immerse yourself in it. What a, what a rad way to, to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always in the thing of go big or go home. And, and when I put that song out, it was in no regard to ever whatsoever, you know, bad mouth Nashville or hate on Nashville. Right. Obviously I come down here for a reason. I love Nashville. I love the talent down here, the people that I'm meeting. It's great. It was my way of saying, here's who I am. <laughs> I'm coming to coming here, whether you want me or not. And I'm going to make a big statement because I got some people who believe in me and uh, we're going to turn this town upside down in my way. <laughs> sure. No. And yeah, exactly. I was going to, I was going to say, you didn't come off like you were like, oh, blah, blah. but it's like one yeah. of those things where if you have to kind of make that statement here, right. Cause yeah. every like, you know, you could go to any bar anywhere in Nashville, any pretty much any time of day and somebody will be sitting on a stage playing something it's that's the beauty of this town but it's also you got to kind of make noise right you got to be like hey i'm over here you gotta you gotta make noise and you know you gotta in a sense kind of cut through some stuff you gotta Mm -hmm. be like hey like i'm here (laughs) like there's no missing there's no (laughs) missing exactly i love it well real quick on the ep then 717 tapes or is it 717 tapes 717 717 area code Yep. It's my area code. Okay. Hershey, was, Pennsylvania uh, area code. Yep. So the, it's actually a pretty big area code, but uh, okay. the context behind it was, you know, early on people were like, Oh, this guy's from the South. This guy's from Texas. Like the music he's making, like this is a Texas act. And I was like, I need to try to like hint to people that I'm not from down there. I'm actually from up <laughs> North. So sure. when people found that out, they're like, dude, we're, this country dude's from up north. And I think that there's a narrative that gets lost where it's like, oh, you know, if you're not country if you're not from the south. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got out in Montana, you got out west, you got up like it's everywhere. And at the end of the day, too, man, you know, whether you want to say it or not, but country is it's not one thing. It's, you know, it's kind of who you are. It's kind of, you know, raised up roots and kind of like things you believe in and just I think there's a narrative too, where everyone's so quick to be like, that's not country. You're not country. All this kind of things. Today's world. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the other day, man, 
you do you do what makes you happy. <laughs> no sweat off my back. Sure. I love so, it. But the, uh, the EP from what you asked, mm-hmm. um, yes. Yeah, so 717 tapes, I released EP one and so burn it down's out. And then I'm releasing an, a new song called dark night, which my fans are loving. And I'm super excited to release that. It's coming out March 4th. And then I am working on finishing up my final songs in the selections. Uh, I've been posting uh, snippets as I'm getting the ball rolling on finishing up for a song called wild horse, which is really resonated with my fans. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a part of the EP. And outside of that, I have to figure out what the other songs will be making some final decisions, but the goal is to get that out and that'll be 717 tapes EP volume two. I love that. I love that you're so uh, inclusive with your fans. Like you're, you're not afraid to be like, okay, here's a snippet of a song. Let's see like how people react to it. Because if they don't, you know, if they don't like it, then why, you know, you might not continue yeah. with it. Who knows? I mean, that, that sounds like, it's like you have your own little focus group of people that you can kind of rely on to see what they, what they think. I like that. Hey. And that's, and that's the beauty in, in social media too. And the other thing is too, is that that gets lost in translation is, you know, focus group fans, whatever you want to call them uh, for that mm-hmm. mindset that you had, but you know, the, the outlook I have it on too is obviously love my fans and I want to hear what their thoughts are on music, but the goal is too is to get out there more and more and more and see what other audiences I can bring in and see what other people are thinking. And I think that's the power of what social media is. It's, it's continuing to grow and evolve and stretch your wings and just be like, Hey, you might not like it, but you'll probably turn around and might listen to it because you like my music, but Hey, there's someone else who doesn't know who I was and then found it. And they're like, Hey, I love the song. Then they go listen to my music and they're like, okay. Then they become a fan. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I'm super excited. Uh, I've been working my tail off to make new music and you know put out stuff that I'm proud of, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I love it, man. I love what you're doing. Um, just I have one more question after this statement I want to make. It's is it hard to wrap your head around the fact that like if if you look at a song like "Ride the Lightning" and it has just on Spotify alone 42 million plays, like. 40 that song has been played through 40 over uh, nearly 43 million times like that's just like when i see numbers like this my head just like i can't even wrap my head around it like that's more people than you know that's like new york times what four (laughs) you know like it's just crazy like every person i don't know it's uh you know it's it's that mindset of uh celebrating celebrating the wins with your fans you can't Mm -hmm. lose sight of that and you know i was live last night on my socials and i said at the end of the day i said it's not even my song anymore it's not it's officially my fan's song because for that many people to listen to it they have built their own stories with the song so it doesn't matter what my story is it's about them and what what they were doing when they first heard it, what they associate the song with. So for me, really seeing that, it's like, wow, because we just, I'm still waiting for it to be officially R-I-A-A. Um, I think that's still on the fence. I don't know, because it takes a little bit of time. But 
it's it is dude it's gold it's gold it's a it's a gold record and that you know that's incredible man hearing that and and obviously telling you the story behind it and you know it being the first song that i ever wrote in nashville it's it's a cool feeling to have um but yeah you know it's it's celebrating the wins but it's 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 not being satisfied it's always being hungry i guess i would say it's Mm -hmm. always about the next song it's always about okay here's this message here's this song you guys have loved this how can i make something else that i'm feeling that i'm thinking that i want to write and have you guys resonate with another thing you mm-hmm. know what i mean that that's how i feel like cuz i mean i'm a consumer too i'm a consumer i'm a fan you know like whatever you want to call me I love other artists. So I'm always like, dude, love this song. I'm going to drill it into the earth for six months. Then I'm like, okay, what's your next thing coming out? So I kind of think, you know, I think I have that mindset of like, okay, I have this awesome song and that's why I'm developing this, developing this another EP and Mm -hmm. putting out more stuff to give people to be, you know, happy with and, you know, sad with and feel your emotions and, you know, have more stuff to listen to. So. That's incredible. Incredible. Warren, I appreciate your time, man. I have one more quick question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Advice for aspiring artists. I would say the biggest piece of advice I can give you, whether you find it useful or not, stay true to who you are. Because at the end of the day, the one thing that I'm super happy with is that I get to wake up and know that I'm doing what I love. I'm making the music that I love. And I'm not being pushed or swayed into directions that I don't want to go. I would say stay open-minded, keep your eyes open and have a close group of people who you trust, um, opinions. But at the end of the day, make the music you love and continue to do that. And you'll find happiness in that. Because if you're making stuff that you don't like and you find yourself falling away from kind of what got you there or whatever position you're in, Just stay true to who you are. That's the best advice I can give anyone.